This is the Seahawkers podcast, episode 346. I'm Brandon Schultz of the Military Seahawkers, and joining me for a second show of the week, my good buddy, Adam Emmert. See, I think we have different perceptions of what we were doing here. Because <laughs> you, you've given this another show number and calling it a second episode. I thought this was just a bonus continuum of the last show that we were just going to do the emails, the do better and better at life, and then get out of here. I thought that episode was episode whole- 345 part two. <laughs> there we go. All right. I just didn't want to like, turn this into a whole 346. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, I'm not trying to deceive any, anybody. It's just that when we do a normally produced show, it has a better at life than Skip Bayless at the end. That's every single episode. I numbered the last one. We didn't do that. So I'm I'm in uncharted territory here on what to do about the numbering situation. No, it seemed very simple to me. Like this is when we finished 341. And or what are we on? <laughs> well, we we did 345 earlier this week. Right. Uh, we did most of 345 earlier this week, and now we're finishing it up. It was a 90 so that, minute show. I that's that's a full show. But it wasn't because we didn't do do better and better at life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know so, what else yeah. we didn't do? Hmm. We didn't talk about the pick'em winners. Oh yeah. Uh, probably because I didn't do picks. And yeah. <laughs> it actually, just, you just spaced that. Well, yeah. So when the Thursday game popped up, and I realized even after we were on the show and like tried to remind everybody to make their picks, and I'd forgotten to do the Thursday game, uh, it was kind of at that point where uh, I was like, well, whatever. And uh, on my travels, then forgot to do the rest of the week. And then now at this point, looking at my work schedule for the next three months and knowing how insane that is and how often I will forget to do picks. I think I'm just going to let you guys do it this You're year. You're just I think throwing I'm in the picks. towel this early. You see the Kenny yeah. Easley signed helmet, the the yeah. signed helmet by Steve Largent, both yes. of those on the same helmet, and you're like, eh. It's not so much that. We, we live in a small space. I don't know that I, I have a need for okay. Uh, okay. Here come the excuses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and, even want to uh, win it. <laughs> oh, no, I would want to win it, but I just I can't seem to remember uh, to do it. I've got other things on the brain. So, well, the good news is for anybody listening is that the worst week is thrown out. So if you still want to get into the pick'em, shp.show forward slash pick'em dash league. There's a link in the show notes because that's a lot to remember, but yeah. is it's up on cbssports.com. It's our Seahawkers podcast, pick'em league. The worst week gets thrown out. So if you missed last week, you still got a shot and you just have to be perfect on making your picks here on out. Yeah, exactly. Well, not necessarily perfect, but just do well. Right. Yeah, just do well every week. Someone who did really well this last week, Tunbridge Hawk, 14 picks correct in week one. Holy schmoly. Yeah. Dang, that's on fire. Yeah, that's voodoo magic right there. A little bit, a little bit. Well, congratulations. I thought let Wilson Moonballs come at 12 picks correct was pretty good. And then we had quite a few people at 11, uh, Ella, Asparza was at, uh, had 11 picks right. Hard telling, not knowing. Hurricane Seahawks, peaceful, <laughs> easily feeling. Tasha Laughter and the Blair Witch Project. Okay. So 11 was the kind of mark of, uh, you know, where things separated. Like if you ended up with more than 11 is, is where you really separated from the rest of the pack. Right. Only two people with more than 11. Interesting. And 11 picks or better got you in the top 10. Okay. 
Well, I'll be uh, interested to see if that continues throughout the rest of the season. We'll have to see. High-level pick them. Could be some tough weeks here and there. Yeah. We did have some uh, Welcome to the Flock updates. I think we could yeah. just throw in here. I know, yeah. we, I know we wanted to get to the mailbag, but I want to recognize Dan Nicholson, who upped his pledge to $225 for the year. That's almost Holy a $65 shit. bump. And says, I finally got in the flock about a month ago. I think it should be obvious, but I'll say it anyways. Cleansing my Hakra nearly contributed to the Seahawks opening game performance. So I'm upping my donation to keep the momentum going. This could get expensive for him. <laughs> like if the Seahawks end up on a winning streak here. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that. I mean, you would have to like up at every game if that's the way this works. If the Seahawks go 20 and 0, then what's, you know, what are we talking about here? It's worth it. Bankruptcy. We're talking about bankruptcy. <laughs> well, if we need to keep the momentum going by somehow channeling money back into Dan's bank account just to just to see if this is a trend that that yeah. we have some control over, we'll just have to figure out a way. Be like the circle of Hakra. Mm-hmm. Like everybody kind of gives and they just goes in a nice big Generous circle. Yep. Oh, speaking okay. of the circle of Hakra, yeah. there was a cool thing. I was listening to the guys on Hawk Blogger, and one of the cool things that they talked about was donating in ways that you want to incentivize the team. And Dumb. so one thing that I'm going to do this season, and we saw it happen once already, I'm going to donate $33 to the Why Not You Foundation, Russell Wilson's charity. Mm-hmm for every first quarter touchdown pass he throws. Okay. Because that's, that's what awesome. I want. I want to see Russell Wilson throwing touchdowns in the first quarter. I hope that you're basically handing that organization a Benjamin at the end of the first quarter. It should be at least a Benjamin after the first quarter. Yeah. That would that would work really well game plan-wise against the uh, Titans. And three times multiplier for the playoffs. Oh. Okay. What do you think? So for the rest of the season, every game, first quarter touchdowns is that we're talking about? Right. So there was one first quarter touchdown to Tyler in week one. Okay. I got to make the donation for that. All right. And then we'll see what happens this week against the Titans. All right. Well, that sounds great, man. I like it. A lot of fast starts for the Seahawks this year. That's what I want. I want to incentivize Russ directly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he'll... uh, Find out about it sooner than later that uh, this is what's going on and be very inspired. Got to make it happen. Yeah. Chris Brugos came in at $12 a month. Welcome to the flock to Chris. Heck yeah, Chris. Another ring of honor inductee. Oh, wait, that may be $12 for the year. Okay. Regardless, it's 12. Either way. From Chris Brugos. Yeah. He knows the right numbers. Like that's what, that's what we know about Chris. Yes. Stickers. Send me your address. Yep. I owe you stickers. All right. What do you say we get into some mail bag? Yeah. That's what we're here for. Preston comes in, says, love the show. You guys are awesome. Thanks for putting out the best Seahawks podcast out there. I live in Phoenix. Adam is right. This place is God forsaken hell on earth. Satan's <laughs> nutsack, if you will. <laughs> I'm pumped about the season. I got tickets for both Seahawks versus Cardinals games this year. The one in Seattle and the de facto home game down here in the desert. Can't wait to get loud. Jerseys are washed from last season's woes and are cleansed with Tide and that sweet Hakra. 
Catfish! The Rams. Catfish! The 49ers. Catfish! The Cardinals. Go Hawks. So Preston seems to understand the entire uh, energy and point of this show. I think he, I think he encapsulated it well in that email. Yeah. Catfish! All them. And uh, yes, I feel bad for him being stuck down in Satan's nutsack. You don't want that. Not sure how to handle that with uh, Rabel and the catfish, but because uh, we'll find out. <laughs> ah, just let it roll. We'll see how good the sensor bots are. Preston says, P.S. In regard to the guy with the illegal streaming for our Seahawks games in the Discord, I'm with Adam. Thumbs up. Dude is Robin Hood. <laughs> All right. See, there we go. This has been this has been a very interesting dividing line among the little flockers. There's strong feelings. There's some strong feelings in the Ring of Honor group, but that see that Ring of Honor group on Facebook is exclusive versus I, I mean the Discord group is still exclusive. Yeah. But it is a lower dollar amount. And so I I I I feel like we can be more flexible there. Yes. Yeah. Like if he was like, dudes, I will do the streaming thing in the Ring of Honor. Can I get in for free? I that would have been a solid no for me. It's just, there's a dividing line. Right. We found it. But some people, they, their line is at a different spot than ours. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's certain people out there that definitely have the you shall not pass uh, <laughs> mentality regarding that. Mike in Portland comes in, says, gentlemen, I have a problem. I didn't put it on my calendar that the opening game was a morning game. Unfortunately, I committed to performing music while training another person to run the Zoom virtual worship at church and helping out a person who is learning to run the soundboard. I have no problem sitting out a week of church. If God wanted me in church every week, football wouldn't be on a Sunday morning. I'm trying. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm trying to find. I'm not sure if that's how it works, but. (laughs) No, it is how it works. I've always thought that. I'm trying to find other people to run the tech stuff so I can more easily miss a week of church, which is hard since most of the congregation is old boomers or 70-year-old hippies who still can't use a cell phone. But I committed to being there, and I couldn't weasel out of being a flaky. (laughs) I turned my phone onto airplane mode so my douchebag friends wouldn't ruin it for me. Came home, made lunch, which isn't a euphemism like having (laughs) breakfast. I, I just slapped together a burrito, which also sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> then watch the Hawks win the opener. I wish the rest of the NFC West didn't also get a W this week, but I'm still happy for the Seahawks to start off the season on the right foot. Here's my dilemma. I missed the game. Then they won. Mm-hmm. Does this mean I need to sit out the rest of the season until they lose? I can't have an L on my conscience. What do I do? I need advice to keep my hawk rope pure. Catfish! The Rams. Go Hawks from Mike. Mike, that was uh, that was mailbag gold. Um, I definitely agree with you that God should be more flexible with this uh, church thing. Um, this doesn't sound like it was a calendar problem for Mike, but more so an overcommitment of Sundays. Um, don't commit to anything on Sunday. And not only that, like, can't Sky Daddy take our prayers like on a different day? Like, isn't that, isn't that cool? Like, Just change religions to the one that goes to church on Saturday. Right. Yeah. Is that seventh day Advent? Is that, isn't that uh, what it is? Whatever one works. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. I mean, I just think, you know, he should be open all days and then that would free up, you know, your time for football, which he put on this planet to, you know, for you to enjoy. I mean, that's what it's there for. 
Sure. Um, yeah. So there's that. Now, in terms of the game part, having not watched and they win. Yeah. Here's here's what I'm thinking this. on this. Okay, because I had a theory too, but uh, you go first. Okay. This is a little bit different when because there's times where you walk out of the room and the Seahawks score, and then or you or you change rooms that you're viewing in. If maybe mm-hmm. you're upstairs, you switch the TV, then they start doing well. That's different than Mike's situation because he, like everything was in airplane mode. He had no idea that it was even going on. And so I think he's in the clear. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one way to look at it. Now, see, Cause we've come across this problem a lot, right? With our little flockers over the years and even ourselves. And I feel like so we need thought- the, the like judge. Uh, what do you call it? Like the people's court uh, where we make rulings on this sort of thing. Right, right. So that could be an aspect of it. I think the other thing that we need to add to this that makes sense to me is once is a coincidence, twice is a trend, three times is a you problem. So I think you have to go three games out. Like, let's say Mike didn't watch the first week, watches the second week, they lose, and then doesn't watch the third week and they win. Then we know that he can't watch, right? That's three, (laughs) three weeks of evidence. Like we just need a, a few more data points for each person's effect because it could just be an isolated incident. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily a season long trend that you have to worry about with your hawker. Yeah. So uh, let's give Mike a couple more weeks. I'm just saying uh, the other thing to consider is that Mike's hawker isn't strong enough to have an impact. I don't, oh. I don't want to consider that, but I just be thinking about it. I don't know, man. He seems like a pretty committed person to his uh, faith one way or the other, whether that's to, uh, you know, his, his religious faith or to his hakra. So I, for you to say that feels a little like blasphemy. I, I, I didn't say How it. How dare you attack Mike <laughs> and his commitment? I'm suggesting that the potential yeah. is there. Yeah, you're suggesting that. All right. He didn't deserve that. I don't... That was a drive by, dude. You just drive. <laughs> he just drove by and sniped Mike's uh, commitment from your from your car. That's not cool. Hey, I was there in front of the TV for the first game. Mike wasn't. So one oh me. Okay. Well, I was there for half of it. What does that mean? Your hawker may only be halfway there. I would like uh, everybody to have witnessed what I did to make it so that I could even watch half the game. It's true. Because I moved some mountains, dude. I know. See, I should not be questioning anybody's hawker level. That that feels yeah. like a, a bad move on my part. Yeah, who put you on Mount High anyways? <laughs> I was there. I watched the whole thing. We got the win. I'm feeling good. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> that makes sense. An email from the bar. It says, hi, fellas. Well, we climbed out of the bunker, blinking at the sunshine after being down there for over a year. Opening week of the season made us come out, and we weren't disappointed. I managed to watch the whole game on Fox thanks to my new acquisition of a fire stick, and I was quite relaxed. I got nervous the odd time, but that was just me. I knew it was only the first week, so don't get carried away, but I loved the defense and the effort they put in. Diggs and Adams looked solid in the back, but it was up front I was most pleased with. Rasheem Green and Brian Monet both had good games for me. Daryl Taylor's sack had me out of the chair. I know there will be... Ups and downs, but we will win more than we lose playing like that and give us hope going forward. 
We must have impressed the bookmakers because we went from 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl to 16 to 1. So we'll take that. Onwards and upwards and go Hawks from the Bard. John is insightful as ever. Uh, although I think he misspoke when he said that the odds makers saw the light or, you know, actually had changed their opinion and gone from 25 to 1 to 16 to 1. The way I would phrase that and frame it would be they pulled their head out of their ass and realized that they were uh, way too low on the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. This team. Well, what happens then is people start betting uh, heavily on the Seahawks at that number. And that is right. the time they go, oh, we screwed this up. Right. And that's yeah. how it changes. Exactly. Johnny D from Silverton, Oregon came in with a really nice long email. And, and so I want to pick out the best parts for the show and I, I'll, I'll make sure that you get the full email, Adam, uh, just yeah. so you can read the whole thing. Yeah, but yeah. it kicks off with saying, I like many other podcasts out there. I'm an avid subscriber listener to various podcasts. There are many that I listen to regularly. Yeah, this podcast, this session on discussing all things Seahawks is the only one that I contribute to. The reason for this is simple. There is not another show out there that I look forward to listening to when I see coming up on the download or announced on social media. Sure, you both are somewhat cheating due to our shared love of all things Seahawks, though there are other podcasts out there that share the same topic, yet all those fall short in comparison to what you have created. I also felt obligated to help offset the large contract extension for Adam, yeah, which was rightly deserved, though it was announced <laughs> shortly before Adam had a completely dropped play. Come on, Adam, you rant about why people should leave the southwest of the country in droves one minute, then try to completely backtrack and explain why they shouldn't move to Montana. Where do you think they'll move to, Adam? North Dakota? Nebraska? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Idaho, Washington, <laughs> Oregon, Canada, uh, yeah. Michigan. Like, there's all sorts of other places but Montana. No to the southwest and no to Montana. I thought that was pretty clear. No, they will come to one of the greatest areas of the United States, it's the Pacific Northwest, which it's I also here. include Montana into. Yeah, that's one of those things. Like, there's days where I feel like we're part of the Pacific Northwest, and then sometimes I'm like, well, really, it, we're probably more of like the inland Northwest. I don't know. It's confusing. We're in the mountains. Yeah. Western yeah. Montana will include it. Eastern Montana, those guys are out in the plains. Yeah, screw those guys. Flatlanders suck. <laughs> They're like Broncos fans and stuff. I'm a homer for this area, just like my homerism of the Seahawks and Oregon State. I'm sorry to have bring this up during a point of congratulating you both, but this is part of the cleansing process. Your show has been with me during some of the greatest times of my life the past year, from listening to your 2020 NFL draft show while trying to get a few minutes of sleep in the hospital room after my youngest was born, to the first show I heard a few summers back while looking for something to listen to while fishing in 2018. You've also nice. been there during the bad times, like right after we were evacuated from our cabin on Detroit Lake last Labor Day weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah, out there. I, I drove through there not long ago, and like that was, uh, that was an intense fire, man. I drove my family through some jaw-dropping forest fires, and after we were safely back home, I was able to come back to my senses listening to the podcast while washing all the ashes off that car at a 24-hour station. Sorry to go sentimental, but this also goes to the person requesting to join the Ring of Honor by committing to live stream games of the feed. In my opinion, I think it's fine that it's required to get in. I know this totally goes against policy and removes the financial commitment that could negatively impact Adam's ability 
to build his shack as well as, and more importantly, require more time on the road, which would limit his ability to regularly appear on the podcast, which I, for one, do not want to see as the show is always better with his rants. No, thanks, man. Tying this all to sports superstition, I have to listen to the podcast prior to the game every week this season. We, the Seahawks, just do way better. I also have seen that my financial contributions have been a positive, again, sports superstition, on the Seahawks' performance. I have gotten so much out of the show and subsequent Seahawks wins to build the need to do what I can to help the show as well as cleanse my hakra. You have built a great community around the show and I am proud to help contribute to it. And Johnny goes on and uh, uh, just, yeah, a big thank you to Johnny for the email. Oh, for sure, man. And I do appreciate uh, what he had to say about uh, just me joining the pod when I can and all that. But um the one thing that I do like that he talks about is kind of the idea of the value for value thing. And that's what we do. Cause I've, we've seen some comments. I saw one on YouTube a little while back where they're like, well, do you want me to listen or not? I'm being a freeloader. And it's like, dude, it's okay. We're just, it's, it's a joke. Okay. Be a, be a freeloader. If you want, like, that's fine. I mean, you have to sleep with that at night, but you'll be, it's, it's fine. Like we've never made it a, uh, mandatory thing to pay for the show for a reason. And that's because everybody's in different spots. Yeah. And if we wanted the show to be exclusive only for people who paid for it, we'd put it behind a paywall and, and shut it down for everybody else. It'd be lame as hell. So yeah, we make it as, you know, a value for value thing. And like Johnny was saying right there, like there's a certain amount of value he places on the show. And so he, he contributes likewise. And that's all, that's all we put out there. It's like, Hey man, like we're not asking you to do it or you're required to do it, but if you're feeling it, that'd be awesome. And we appreciate it. We do appreciate it. The the value for value way. I, I see more and more shows doing this. Yeah. I think it's the way to go. Dude, it's always felt right for our vibe, man. What, however that is. We tried doing the ads. It Boom. did not work for our vibe at all. No. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this works a whole lot better. Absolutely. And it keeps us doing it. Oh, for sure, man. No doubt about it. Knowing that people value it the way they do. It connects us in a way. Absolutely. And as far as me traveling and making it hard to get on, like, yes, uh, December, like November, December, January are going to be freaking insane for me. Freaking insane. And, uh, you know, you may get some shows where my audio isn't perfect because I'm on the road, but we will do it. We will get it done for sure. Nice. Catfish. But I just got a text from Jared. Just now, yeah. Just now, our Broncos friend Jared is like, "By the way, Winston's better than Mariota!" Exclamation <laughs> mark. That goes all the way back to when we were sitting around your kitchen yeah. table in yeah. the trailer in Missoula, the single wide trailer, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that even maybe originated on a flock of donkeys. It may have, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that failed experiment right out of the gate. <laughs> it wasn't. No, it was not failed. It was the precursor to you doing a weekly show with me. Oh, well, it did help with that. But it was a failure in the sense that uh, with Jared being my other podcasting half, um, we did not have the commitment to be very uh, regular about it. Whereas with you as my podcasting partner, uh, I do much better at that because you keep me you you keep me honest and on my toes and make sure that I do it. And that's appreciated. Consistency's key. Yes. Speaking of things that are consistent, how about some do better and better at life? Yeah, man. Um, 
my do better this week will sound a little hypocritical after you listen to the first show or the first half of the show uh, earlier. I, but I do think I'm more consistent about this than most people. I do better this week is for all of the commentators who have no idea how to rank a performance. Like I was listening. This is a great example of it. I was listening to the NFL ringer show mm. and I can't remember the three commentators that are on there, but they're all kind of younger kids, right? You can tell they're all like kind of in their twenties or whatever, or maybe early thirties and that generation of folks and to no fault of their own is kind of victims of the idea that everything is the most epic best thing ever or it was total trash and it was the worst freaking performance of all catfish time right and this isn't this goes beyond week one overreactions but the example that i will give on that is josh allen and the bills against the steelers josh allen he had a terrible game that was bad josh oh it was so terrible it was just like his first year in the league it was god awful and you go back you look at it and be like no it wasn't a stellar performance but it wasn't dumpster fire either and like it just all the different shows i was listening to over uh the week the course of the week after week one like the rams oh my god matt stafford the revelation like he's the second coming of jesus right yeah in la and there's on and on and on and on and on. Like people need to figure out how to actually rank things in perspective. You know, like Josh Allen's performance. It was meh. You know, wasn't great. Kyler Murray's performance. Pretty good. It wasn't amaze balls. <laughs> like, I mean, just, I, I just can't stand this over reaction of, you know, either it's the greatest thing ever like, oh, this is the best cake I've ever eaten. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's probably top 10. Like, can't things be like a solid seven or a, a four and a half? And like, everybody's fine with it. I don't understand this rush to go huge or, you know, go home. I hate it. So to all the podcasts this week, do better. Wait a second. This is coming from the guy who tells me to never be on the fence about things. You don't have to be on the fence about it. You can be decisive. That was mediocre. How is that being on the fence? That's a good point. Yeah. Whereas you could say, I'm not sure if it was good or bad. Like that's, that's where you don't want to be. Right. Be like, you can say, Hey, it was a little good and it was a little bad in these ways. Mediocre. That's, that's still decisive. It's just acknowledging the truth of things. It was kind of like Ethan Posick's performance in the first game. There's some bad and there's some good. It was fine. Then he got injured, and then that made it less fun. He wasn't in there a whole lot. I, I think we saw more, way more Kyle Fuller in this last game. Yeah, they rotated. It was like no 14 doubt. snaps is all Posick got. I wasn't counting. <laughs> <laughs> My do better this week is for the folks. I feel like pro football talk uh, lands on my do better quite a bit. Maybe I'm just paying too much attention to them, but my do better is for Josh Alper, who wrote a... I, it's kind of a bummer because what led to this article is the fact that the Cowboys defensive line coach, Leon Lett, he got carted off the field at Wednesday's practice. And oh, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, gosh, I got to click on the article to see what happened because, you know, Leon Lett is a Cowboys legend and yeah. now coaching for them. And so the article talks about, yeah, it was a apparent right leg injury. They didn't know the severity right off the top. And so you get two paragraphs 
you know, leading into the injury and one paragraph talking about the actual injury. And because you can't just write an article with two paragraphs, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. The third paragraph is this. Led is in his 10th season on the Cowboys staff. He also played for 10 years for the Cowboys and his time on the field included three Super Bowl wins. Getting stripped by Bill's wide receiver Don Beebe after slowing down while nearing mm-hmm. the end zone on a fumble recovery in one of those yep. Super Bowls and a botched recovery of a blocked Against field Miami. goal in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> the guy is injured, getting carted off the field, and pro football talk has to bring up two of the worst moments of his career in the article in the final paragraph. This happened years ago. It's time to move on. He's a coach in the NFL now. Pro football talk. Do better. That's actually kind of hilarious. I mean, in some ways, I can't blame him a little bit because what if you say the name Leon Lett, what are the first two plays that come to mind? Yes. And that's why I don't think in an article where he's injured, because all of us remember Leon Lett in those yeah. ways, you don't need to pile on. Josh, you don't need to pile on. The people that know, know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe no time and place a little bit. I think that's right. I think Josh is a dickhead here. That's a that's a jerk move. I think so. It, it was worthy of a do better, and uh, so he earned it. There you go. Well, moving on to better at life. My better at life this week is for Colts kicker Rodrigo Blankenship, aka Glasses McKicker. Yeah, because he got a photo with DK Metcalf after the game. And if you haven't seen, there was a social media post. It was a callback to a post a while back that somebody put up and it showed Rodrigo running off the field and, you know, like his scrawny arms and just kind of a scrawny dude, but he's a kicker. And Mm -hmm. then it showed a picture of DK Metcalf, you know, the jacked one where it's got like all like 18 of his ab muscles in the photo. Yeah, where he stole a superhero suit from the Marvel uh Yeah, it looks studios. like he's wearing Batman's armor. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. the commentary was both these players play the same sport. <laughs> right. And so Rodrigo gets his picture with DK Metcalf after this game with the Seahawks and Colts and posts on Instagram saying, yes, we both play the same sport. And yes, we're both pretty dang good at it. Best of luck this season, bro. Time to get to work and bounce back. Hashtag respect the specs, hashtag walk on mentality. And I think just for throwing together that social media post and making sure that he tracked down DK Metcalf to to do it and give the call back to that post that went viral last year. Rodrigo Blankenship, better at life than Skip Bayless. Yeah, man, uh, I appreciate that. that. To have some fun with it. I mean, you can't take yourself too seriously. I, I don't think he does. And DK in the press conference this week was talking about how He's been following Rodrigo on social media for a while now because he he thinks he's pretty funny. Nice. Right on, man. Well, my better at life than Skip Bayless this week is for none other than our quarterback, Russell Carrington Wilson. That's my quarterback. Yeah. For those of you who haven't listened to his week two press conference yet, it's worth doing. And for a couple of reasons, but overall throughout the post or that, press conference that might be one of the more thoughtful, genuine pressers. I've seen an athlete do, especially just in the regular season. Like this isn't a special day in a lot of ways. Right. Um, and it started out with, 
they were asking him questions about Waldron's hire and like some of the things that he went through and what was important to him and things like that. And he could have gone full canned answer. There's no, there's no doubt about it. The opportunity was easily there, but you could see him really think about it and expand on some long thoughts and really take some time to really try to explain his thought process and things like that. And he did that over a multiple of topics until and also with when they got to the topic of his, one of his best friends, Trevor Moab, mm. I think that's how you say his Trevor last Mo- name. In a, Moab. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm saying it wrong, then I'm sorry, but um, he gave, they asked him about his passing and he gave about an eight minute answer that like at the end of it, I mean, I was choked up a little bit, man. I was like, that's my quarterback, man. Like it kind of hit me really unexpectedly, but it was so thoughtful and insightful and genuine and heartfelt and just the way that he talked about his friend, Trevor. And then also too, like halfway through that, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, what is Russ? Like 31? Like he sounds like he's 56. Like it was just, I don't know. There was just a, an old spirit to it and it would have been so easy for him to have just been like, you know, Trevor meant the world to me, da, 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 da. And then on to the next question. But he, he put in the effort in just the whole presser as a whole, the way he paid tribute to his friend. I just, I couldn't have been more blown away. And that's my quarterback. And I'll ride and die with Russell Wilson every day of the week, man. I could give a crap what anybody says about him. So to Russell Carrington Wilson, better at life than Skip Bayless. Yeah, you have to think that that was intentional, right? Because a way to honor someone who's been that important to you, his sports psychologist for all these years, and for him to pass, uh, uh, fighting his battle with cancer. Yeah, to to give that amount of uh, respect in in his answer. Yeah, I, I think that was. I, I think it was intentional, and to reveal some things you know that are personal, the way he feel you know felt about his relationship with Trevor, feels about it, you know. Um, I just, you don't get that often from athletes. You don't. And we kill them all the time for it. And shoot, we've even killed him. How many times for speaking in cliches, right? Sure. Uh, yeah, I feel like so far this year, I will see if it continues. I think maybe this is an area in which he's trying to, you know, do better. It could be uh, because it's not like we're the only ones talking about how, how his answers are. You know, they seem scripted, although Mm -hmm. I don't think they are. It's just he's so polished at it that it comes across that way. Yeah. So if there's a way to for him to to put more thought into because some of the times the press conferences really aren't worth listening to because they're uh, you could almost answer the questions because you've heard the answers before. Yes, absolutely. So I just uh, I enjoyed that very much. It made me extra excited to get in the truck here in a couple hours, hook up the camper, throw the acid queen in the passenger seat and start making our way out to Lumen field out to all you little flockers. I am so fired up to hang out with you guys this weekend and to watch another victory. It's going to be a great weekend. And like I said, just can't wait. 4 PM sea pine brewing in Seattle. On Saturday is the plan for the the Saturday pregame meetup. 
and they do have outdoor seating. Now, could be an issue if the, the weather's bad. Yeah, it's looking like that might be the case. The weather being bad could also be an issue for us arriving on time. <laughs> There's that too. There's that too. Got a little bit of a commute ahead of us. Yeah, please keep in mind that we're trying to plan a nine and a half hour drive to be there at an exact time. Um, you know, a 30 minute commute to work, that can still be difficult to make that happen. So just, you know, I mean, construction, rock slides. Yeah, fires in eastern Washington. Yeah, you just never know, man. You just never know. The best way to get updates, though, would be to be a part of the Discord group. We have a meetup channel there, and that's either the Discord group, the Facebook Ring of Honor. But yeah, the Discord group, I I think, would be my go-to place to look for updates if we're trying to plan things on short notice. I think we may have a tailgate spot that we're shooting for on Sunday but if we don't, then we're just we'll meet up in our our seats because there's I think they're doing a pregame concert at the field. Uh, you know we like to watch practice, so we'll just go in early if we don't have a good uh, if we don't have a tail a good tailgate spot. We'll just go up to our seats early. I have a question, Brandon. Are umbrellas allowed at the game? Is that like can you do that or is that just a dick move? I don't think you can have them while it's going on. I don't know if you can bring them in or not. Get some ponchos. Okay. Poncho up. Yeah, I was bringing my rain jacket. The poncho's kind of overrated. Yeah, they're not great, but they're they'll keep you dry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll think about it because it's looking like on the weather report, dude, like we're going to get wet. Okay, well, our our seats are still open. <laughs> well, hey, if that's the case, then maybe we keep that so at least I can ship Brittany over there if it gets too miserable. Oh, there we because go. this will be the second time out of two that I've brought Brittany to a game Mm -hmm. where it's just going to pour buckets. It looks like and be kind of miserable. So I kind of need this to start going better. So she's more inspired to go to the stadium itself. Maybe I need to leave you at home. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Maybe you with these rainy day games. Okay. So that's twice. This is like the mic rule we talked about, right? (laughs) It is. Yeah. You're you're once is a once is a coincidence, twice is a trend. I got one more, and then it's a me problem. And with that, there's only one thing left to say. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.